0: have until the count of five
1: i happen to love the number five it's a beautiful number a glorious number
0: you got to the count of five christopher michael benoit born may the 21st 1967 died june the 24th 2007 was a canadian professional wrestler During his 22-year career, Benoit worked for numerous promotions including the World Wrestling Federation slash World Wrestling Entertainment, World Championship Wrestling, Extreme Championship Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Industry journalist Dave Meltzer considered him one of the top 10, maybe even the top 5, all-time greats. Welcome to Top Till 5! Got Till 5! Oh, you
1: fucked
0: up. I fucked it. I was doing so well, wasn't I? Where are you? Got Till 5. That was the first paragraph on Chris Benoit's Wikipedia page that was just talking about... Um, actually, I missed out the first bit. So the actual first bit of the Chris Benoit Wikipedia page says, um, for the song by Insane Clown Posse, see Chris Benoit, open bracket song, close bracket. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I decided to leave that bit out. Um,
1: just to preface the reason why Jesse's reading Chris Benoit's... Um, I was about to say obituary, but we'll get to that in a bit. Is just, because You're, you're an bitch. <laughs> you're listening to the God Till 5 podcast and you, you the people put this upon me, and you put it amongst yourselves, that we are going to be doing a top 5 on Chris Benoit's greatest matches
0: oh, make it all about yourself, like, it's um, yeah, I mean, Chris Benoit I've mentioned on the podcast once or twice I think, that um, Chris Benoit might be my favourite professional wrestler of all time and yes, he did bad shit and, now, I'm
1: just going to preface this in a way that Jesse can't, so Here on the podcast, we, I see, I'm not going to speak for Jesse, because he's a lost cause, I see Chris Benoit, the person, as a horrible person, as well as everyone does, so we're not Defending Chris Benoit a person, anything he does, anything we speak about of the next hour is not saying how good a person <laughs> Chris Benoit is. He was Max. a monster. He was let me finish, he was Max. a monster and a horrible person. Max. We will be discussing Chris Benoit's Max. five best wrestling matches as a character, Max. in no way condoning what he did.
0: Max. We've all had bad weekends. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> This is the end. This is where it ends. <laughs> this is. Do you think this is the? Um, this is it. This is it. Well, if we're gonna go out, we're gonna go out of the back. No, I don't think people actually care that much. Like everyone knows, Chris Benoit was a fantastic wrestler, as I just said from his Wikipedia page. Um, Dave Meltzer considered him one of the top ten, maybe even top five all-time greats. And it was him saying the word "top" that fucked me up. Introducing us, got till five. Top till five it's easily done. I think so it's Meltzer's uh, fault. Do you okay. forgive me?
1: Uh, a little bit. I don't Thanks. want to give you for this whole episode. But... Well, it wasn't
0: me. It wasn't me. It was the Twitter Twitterati, mate, because we put the vote out. We put four very good wrestlers as a vote on who we could do the top five on. And um, everyone voted for Chris Benoit because you all love me. You betrayed me with the WCW stuff. So, like, I, I did WCW shows. None of you listened. You didn't care. I hate you all. But then I wrote an article about Dean Malenko. You all read it. And now you voted for Chris Benoit. You all love me. And I feel that.
1: You see what you've done, listeners? You've created a monster. That's what exactly. we're doing this evening.
0: And and exactly.
1: I went to bed last night, and so the poll was... Finn, I did go to bed. <laughs> um, did you
0: wake up in the morning? <laughs>
1: no, Jesse. <laughs> uh, Finn, Finn Balor, CM Punk, Chris Benoit, and Edge were the picks. When I went to bed last night, Benoit was not even in consideration. It was um, <laughs> CM Punk and Edge by a by a long way. And I wake up this morning... And, yeah, this happened, so you yeah, ever see
0: morbid people are nocturnal,
1: so they they were
0: all up while you were sleeping, and they were voting. That's what they were doing.
1: that's true, that's true um okay, so before we get into the Chris Benoit debate this evening
0: and um, uh, just just to quickly say, you saying he's a terrible person, I actually disagree. I think he was a very unwell person, and that's very different to being evil.
1: We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs>
0: Is it, look, we're supposed to be doing this top five matches. Is, is this going to become some sort of debate about like morality?
1: We haven't got enough time. We really don't have enough. I've time. got, I've
0: got, I've got nothing to do, mate. I'm I'm here till uh, two in the morning if you need me, <laughs> and that's, that's and that's when my morbid peers rise and they will back me up.
1: <laughs> they will call in and tell us what to do. <laughs> but let me get the admin out of the way first, if you don't mind, please. Hurry up. Okay, so um, we've been busy this month. We've blown blown up in America. Don't know how that's happened. Have we? Well done, Yanks. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Yanks. You appreciate it. They're probably the ones voting on this podcast now. Uh, Yeah. Twitter following has grown up, so thank you everyone who's been listening, sharing, doing everything. It's grown up
0: from infancy.
1: Yeah, we're growing up, mate.
0: That's good.
1: I, I don't want to grow up as a famous punk band once said they did descendants my favorite band of all time um our which favorite band. Um, our favorite our okay
0: favorite band. fine i mean i mean it was my band first so i showed them to you okay. but um yeah that's my favorite band it's good that they were brought up along with my favorite wrestler who this episode is on continue
1: this is just a jesse episode oh
0: now, yes it is
1: now i know you're probably a bit sick of hearing from, from a speak on a bi-weekly basis but there's more of us out there if you want it so last week i did a guest spot on a podcast called switch on tag in (sighs) and i did a top five because that's apparently all we're good for on top five indie wrestlers so go to switch on tag in if you want to hear about that we're doing another interview this coming monday with a podcast about something and we're going to be me and jesse talking about our top five favorite movies that involve wrestlers again all we do is top fives
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. That's in my calendar. So we're doing that, aren't we? And I'm we involved in that. that.
1: You are involved in that. And and we've reached out to to two wonderfully talented men who wrestle on the independent circuit. You might know them as Chuck Manganbo and TK Cooper. They, they've had some issues lately. Um, they've got
0: a fantastic YouTube channel called Escape the Mid Card. So we booked them to be on this week. And um, we were hoping to interview them. But... Um, if you watch their youtube channel you'll see that they're not getting on very well at the moment so they're not very happy to talk together right now
1: they've had a falling but out
0: they've had a falling out so we've uh, we've rebooked them for a fortnight's time and fingers crossed they'll have made up by then because we really want them as guests so i really hope that they can sort themselves out
1: we're we're kind of like not to take the credit but we're kind of bridging the gap we're getting the communication going so hopefully they'll agree to come on our podcast and we'll uh we'll see what happens in two weeks time
0: we're doing our best. We're doing our best. We're doing and, our best, um, We're doing our best. We're even looking into time travel. So that's how committed we are to this cause.
1: Just for you guys. Just for you guys. Yeah. Um, so if you want to find anything else about that, uh, the links will be going up on our Twitter page. If people want to find us, Jesse, for if they want to get in contact or if they want to see old episodes, is there a place they can go quite easily?
0: Oh, Max, there is actually. It's a, um, it's a little website, and um, I refer to it as com.
1: Right, that's it. It's got till 5.com So if you need to find us, that's where you can go and find us oh, now. Shit. Subscribe on
0: iTunes, you f- dicks. <laughs> they <laughs> have been. That's the one. That's the best one. If you subscribe on iTunes, like the rest of it means dick. Like do what you want anywhere else. If you subscribe on iTunes. That gets us up the charts, people listen, and we all have a lovely life.
1: Which is what happened in America this month. We're
0: giving this to you for free, you idiots. Just do it. Give us, do us a favour. <laughs> Talking about
1: murderers and suicides, what else do you want?
0: Oh, God, there's podcasts that are doing much better than us. That's all they do every week.
1: Amazing. Right, should we get this over with, then? Unless you have any um, pressing matters, how, how are you, first of all?
0: Oh, I'm not very well, Max. Um, oh. I've, been, I've been bitten on the bicep. By um, my rather sizable um, gorgeous bicep I'm looking at right now has been um, uh, defaced by some sort of horsefly Good God. which is um, I know which has bitten me um, right on the bicep and as a result my whole right arm feels pretty dead which is a shame like it's, it's like a constant cramp it's like it feels alright when it's bent but then when I stretch it out straight it just I can feel like this numb cramping sort of like I've been given a dead arm or something right those gains
1: you've been doing in the gym that's what it is
0: yeah, but it's not. It's the horsefly. Like I wish, I wish it was the games. <laughs> just getting you're just
1: feeding like horseflies to your biceps, so they look bigger and swollen. <laughs>
0: yes, keep biting me, bitches, and I'll, <laughs> I'll
1: look tonk. <laughs> uh, so that's how Hi, I, I am. How are you? I'm wonderful. I've I've not been bitten anywhere. Um, I I am jacked just just by hard work, Jesse. I
0: mean, I saw you a couple of weeks ago, know you're not. So what's happening? <laughs>
1: I've made some effort this week. Have you? No.
0: no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so excited! We all want times. to, don't
1: we? We all want to. We try. Well, we're
0: busy. We're busy interviewing people and podcasting. And, right? Like, you can't. You can't. You can't lift and podcast. It's just not two things that go together.
1: Maybe we could. Maybe this is. This <laughs> so will be the first.
0: Do you think we should both get jacked as fuck? No, we'll do a the... podcast while we work out. While we work out, mate, I don't know if you ever seen me work out, but um, talking is not an option.
1: <laughs> we got those microphones now that we could plug into Wheezy. our phones.
0: Yeah, we do, but um, I want a um, Kylie Minogue style um, sort of mic that's attached to my head. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, a boxing yeah. mic, for like Britney Spears or something. Just can these... you get me one?
1: Definitely, if we can make this happen, just all these guys in the weight room, and then there's you and me in aerobic gear doing a little yeah. workout i'd love that doing
0: that just talking about chris benoit <laughs>
1: <laughs> the chris benoit workout podcast i was about hey, to hey i sent a... you
0: hey before while we're on Kylie Benoit, because uh, we go yeah, down while we're least. on Kylie and um, um, i sent you the um youtube clip didn't i of her lingerie thing that was in the cinema you did hot as fuck right hot as fuck right just um so i'm just giving fans a chance and um, this has nothing to do with anything. But um turns out Kylie Minogue did a lingerie advert that was only shown in cinemas about 15 years ago or something. And it was banned. And you can still find it on YouTube. You can just type in, like, Kylie Minogue sexy advert. It would definitely come up or something like that, or banned advert. Um, and she's doing her lingerie, and she's on a crow's horse, and she's wearing fantastic lingerie. She looks amazing. And it is legitimately – that like, my – so, the office I work in, my boss showed it to me, and we were all standing there, and it was uncomfortable, because it was just like dudes in an office watching this video. It's really sexy and awkward watching with other men, but if you watch it alone, it's very good, and I fully recommend it. That is the takeaway from this episode.
1: I thought that was going to be a quick story. Fucking hell. That was quick enough!
0: <laughs> it is good, by the way. Yeah, thank you. See, I sent it to you, and you were all... You were gushing. Gushing? in in From every orifice.
1: <laughs> I do I've ever gush. I don't know how to gush.
0: <laughs> you, you, I've, I've witnessed you gush. you me
1: gush. <laughs> uh, this one's going to have to have an explicit rating on it. should just be like our R-rated podcast.
0: Uh, Why is this one?
1: I don't know. This... I just want to make it R-rated.
0: Okay, well, um, I-, I talked to you about this off-air before we went on. So we are currently on iTunes. Thank you for subscribing, everyone, um, especially all the Americans recently. That's lovely. Thank you. Um, but we're not, we're not actually listed as an explicit podcast, but we do say the occasional swear. Yeah, don't so, report us. Yeah, please no, don't report that. us because it might, it might lose us everything. But, um, I mean, if they got this far in, they're not going to be trolls, so they So we will be alright. But, um, it's, that's famous last words. But <laughs> if, um, but I mean, if there's a way to change us to explicit without ruining our subscribers and stuff, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if there is we don't yeah, go overboard your
1: we'll drop a F or an S every now and again
0: yeah there's no no and <laughs> normally I have to beat them remember oh yeah you have to beat that one
1: then alright 14 minutes 34 <laughs> Jesse says well done and now that one
0: 14 minutes 38 I'm guessing
1: yep <laughs> magic typing this down okay should we do a top 5 let's
0: do it let's do <laughs> it so so excited three, he's so excited Right,
1: uh, drop. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready?
0: Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me, he didn't just say that. Me! Dan, brilliant there it was. Okay. Um,
1: so I I want to do a compilation because you say that every single time when <laughs> it there was. But there it is. That happened.
0: <laughs> Please do. I'd love that. Maybe like maybe hold on for our year anniversary and then <laughs> it could be like a, a, an annu- a annual celebration.
1: That's all the year anniversary is is just going to be like clips of us saying the same shit for the past year over and over again. <laughs>
0: It's actually coming up, right? So we've been going September. since September. Yeah. So we've got, we've got, what, two months? Yeah. Three months? Three months. Um, yeah. Like, that's not long. So what, what are we actually going to do for our anniversary?
1: Well, when I was speaking to the uh, Switch On Tag In guys, they said, why don't you do a top five of your top five? And I went, that's, oh! that's egotistical. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love well it. <laughs> why don't we just crawl up into our own Yes, Yeah, sounds
1: good. <laughs> I'm 100% on board. That, that episode's going to be unbearable, because it's just going to be you and me panting each other in back. Yeah, it's
0: just, yeah, just going to be like yeah, a two-man circle jerk.
1: <laughs> Jesse's good, isn't he? Oh, Max is good, isn't he? <laughs> oh, God.
0: Who's going to come on the cracker first?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, so we're doing that one in person, then. That's good to know. That's good know. Yes,
0: th- yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay. Soggy biscuit! Soggy biscuit time! <laughs>
1: So I've already <laughs> prefaced this top five, so I'm not going to do it again. Um, me and Jesse grew up watching Benoit at the same time. We both... I, I, I'll i admit, I do love Benoit matches. I, I actually was around my friend Al's just the other week, and I was putting on Benoit match after Benoit match. Were yeah, you? He's my go-to when I want to watch ah. good wrestling. Yes, good man. When I want to watch good wrestling. So... I've got a good top five. I feel like you and me... I'm, I'm torn. Are we going to have a lot of crossovers?
0: I think we're going to have two crossovers. Two, you're saying? I say two. I'm going to agree with you for once. Are you? I am. Um, there's, there's one that I've omitted that I do love that I know will be on your top
1: five. I've omitted a fair few. Ooh. Well, you have to, one. <laughs> you do. This whole podcast is going to get omitted. You have to admit. <laughs>
0: you have to admit like his life really but um yeah um it's now i've got i've got a solid top five and actually i feel a bit uh, like and um, spoiler alert i'm gonna throw it in right now there's not a single wcw match in my top five uh
1: i i think i took one out yeah i took one out last minute have you got any so you um, no i haven't because I never watched much of his New Japan stuff. I know you did because you had the DVD. That w- That's what I was going to tell you the other day. I was in CEX and they had Hard Knocks, the Chris Benoit story, on sale. Yeah. I, on sale? I never see it, like, available. Well,
0: I suppose second-hand, like, CEX isn't a shit, do they? Well, it's it's, true. How much was it? Can you remember? Six
1: quid. Six quid?
0: That's, that's alright for a wrestling DVD.
1: Because
0: yeah. the thing is, like, I I was convinced after what after Benoit Benoit, like I was convinced that that DVD would become a collector's item, but it really hasn't. Like no one wants it. It's not it's not sought after at all. It's like very easy to obtain.
1: (laughs) I wonder why people don't want it in their
0: collection. But it's it's a good DVD. It's one of the better DVDs WWE have ever produced. It's got some fantastic matches on from. Matches also, including as you just mentioned, New Japan stuff, which at the time for WWE to put a New Japan match on one of their DVDs, like that's rare, proper rare. And I think the documentary is really good. It's really nice seeing him sort of go through his career and go back to, and it was all filmed like straight up. So he goes back to what happens in Alberta, and he's like the champion, and he goes to a school, which is a bit weird, and all the kids are like all happy to see him, and he puts kids in cross faces. And, and it makes me sad.
1: <laughs> and that was the first one. <sighs> okay. So, but it's a good DVD.
0: It's a good DVD, is it? Definitely watch it. If you forget what Benoit did, it's a very touching DVD.
1: <laughs> if you just have like um, an aneurysm beforehand,
0: forget about the last eleven years. Happy days.
1: <laughs> You're a dick. Um, <laughs> w- would you like to go first and sing as this is your baby? No, you go first. I go first.
0: Hang on, what's our what's our crossover noise? Oh <laughs> no, Daddy! No
1: <laughs> police what? sirens. We can't. We can't in the do pool that. Area.
0: Dogs are, no, yeah. I think what we should do is um, so. What we're actually going to do is go, nah, 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 nah. but um, you're going to overdub it with the um, the first bit of Chris Benoit's music. How's that?
1: That sounds wonderful. So, yeah, so his first kind
0: of yeah, by Our Lady Peace. Okay. It's good. They they don't play that song anymore. Since Benoit, Benoit,
1: Benoit, Benoit,
0: they refuse they refuse to play it live.
1: That's a good good thing. It's like covering lost profits. No, is it?
0: No, but no, but, yeah, but yeah, but Lost Prophets still have good songs. Like you can't you can't knock their tunes.
1: <sighs> Isn't one of their songs "Burn, Baby, Burn"?
0: Burn baby burn, yeah. There's a yeah. song called um, "A Town Called Hypocrisy," which has some weird stuff in the music video. Um, have you seen the music video for "A Town Called Hypocrisy"? I have not. Oh, it's like he. So Ian Watkins plays a um, like TV presenter, and it's all parody, and like they infer that he's attracted to the kids, and it's all supposed to be funny, funny, and obviously that becomes a bit too real.
1: We're just covering all bases tonight, aren't we?
0: I know Ian Watkins, but Ian Watkins lives. He's a piece of shit. We hate him. Yeah, that's true. Hey. Jesse hates someone I hate someone No I can hate him. He's an absolute dick I saw I, I saw Los Prophets Play live A couple of times Did you Yeah they were very good That doesn't take away From the fact that um He's a twat It's true Good singer good, good singer Awful terrible evil person Yeah
1: Okay We're 22 minutes in And we've spoken about Chris Benoit Murder Suicide And Ian Watkins Let's... And Kylie Minogue And Kylie Minogue In lingerie
0: <laughs> Please don't forget Kylie Minogue
1: How could I
0: <laughs> She says We need a
1: little salt part. With our pepper That's what we need <laughs> um Okay, so I'll go first. You know how my number fives are not are awful; <laughs> they're always awful. <laughs> kind of a throwaway, just something to kind of—I don't know if I've done it again. Might have done it again. Your last,
0: your last number five had the spirit squad in it. I might—that's <laughs> not... how good your number five, sir. I might have done it again. Oh, uh, what have you done? What have you done? Have you done like Chris Benoit versus Eugene, or something?
1: No, although a classic.
0: Uh, I I don't think it ever happened actually
1: I've picked a match from Velocity They tagged
0: together Oh and I know which one you've picked But it's it's, it's not in mine
1: Okay so Velocity 2005 Regal Versus Benoit
0: Yes stunning stunning match Do you know the only reason I didn't put this in my top five Why Josh Matthews commentary
1: (laughs) I'm glad you said that because I kind of I rewatched it today at lunch And I had to turn it down yeah. Because it's awful. No, that's...
0: It It removes two stars for me, Josh Matthews' commentary.
1: Now, so they've had this match, this exact match on a pay-per-view, and I think it was No Mercy, because I've added... I've had this match on another list before, but it was like a pay-per-view version.
0: Right. Yes, No Mercy 2006.
1: They no Mercy 2006. 2006. Okay, so a year before this, they wrestle almost exactly the same match, but on Velocity, and they yes. do it slightly better. So it's the yes. same if you remember. And
0: there's a bit of Regal blood as well. There's I mean. a
1: lot of Regal blood. So yeah. at the start of the match, it's a lot of chain wrestling and a lot of back and forth between Benoit and Regal because they're two of the best mat technicians going back then. I was about to say today, yes. back then. Um, and they're in a uh, test of strength. And Regal headbutts Benoit. And Benoit full-on Shabbatters him back. And <laughs> doesn't f- hold back. He full-on shabatters, And you hear the no. clunk. And uh, I mean
0: we saw we saw the brain scans, we know how hard he
1: had. <laughs> and that's two. Um and yeah, Regal just gets busted open and it starts as like a little trickle and then good god it just it goes everywhere. Close, and yeah. My favorite spot that happened in No Mercy happened in this match as well. Benoit delivers a chop to Regal's face. <laughs> and Regal's isn't he's just stunned, he's like, Did you just chop me in the face? <laughs> like, Did you bespurge my face? <laughs> but but Oh, it was fantastic, and it it's just good chain wrestling to begin with, and then it just gets really kind of you're moving again, aren't you? You're...
0: Yeah, sorry, um, you can
1: hear that. I but... can. Um, Very irritating.
0: I don't know what this is supposed to
1: be. Hang on, let me. How's that better-ish? Good. Light buzz.
0: Oh, really? That wasn't there before.
1: Not I remember. That's better. It's gone now.
0: Okay, good.
1: Okay, love you.
0: Sorry, yeah, I was moving a pillow behind me because I'm sitting on my hard wood bed.
1: <laughs> you just get you just get wood and a potato sack.
0: <laughs> I sleep on a nail board.
1: <laughs> that would explain so much. <laughs> anyway, so this match, they have a good, <laughs> Sorry. good chain wrestling thing going on. Then he bleeds, then he slaps him in the he head, does. and then they start yeah. like doing all this submission stuff, and it's wow sick.
0: It is. It's a good match. It's a very good match. And as as you say, like they almost replicated it in No Mercy 06, but um, as it, the Velocity one was better. And it's such it, like I full respect to both of them for doing that match on Velocity. Do you know what but I mean? This is, Cause...
1: this is what we need to kind of say. So for the kids listening out, there that don't know about Velocity, it's the equivalent of someone putting on like a four and a half star match on the main event.
0: Yeah, or superstars, oh, if anyone remembers that. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's so back in the day, the original brand split before the one that we've got today. Um, before every Raw, you'd have Heat, and before every SmackDown, you'd have Velocity. And um, Heat had been around a long time before the brand split. It was just like the pre-show before pay-per-views and stuff. Um, but Velocity they brought in as the Heat of SmackDown, but it but it felt cool. I had a really good color scheme. It was all green, yeah, and. It it was just it. It felt cooler to me than Heat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I was, I was much more velocity. Well, I was a SmackDown kid, wasn't I? So,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, so was I. So we, we need them on the network. They, they have. I believe they confirmed that Heat is coming to the network. Heat's on there now. Heat's on there now. Fantastic. Okay, so we just need Velocity now.
1: And we'll be all good. They will do it. Yeah, and there's a lot of good matches on Velocity, actually. When they do add it, you're not going to miss any tricks by just watching an hour of wrestling from back in the Dizzy.
0: There's some great John Cena. John Cena sort of um, word life era in his early days. Basic fucking comics. Really, yeah. that Really cutting his teeth on Velocity with some great matches like really developing his character you can watch a lot of john cena character development on velocity it's really good yeah.
1: so i think this match just sticks out so much because i i do have quite a lot of omissions um in my list that could have gone in here um but i don't know that one just always sticks in my head i mean i've mentioned a no mercy one previously because we did a no mercy top five but this one always yes. predates for me as the more memorable match
0: fair enough yeah, i know it's, um, yeah, but the only problem is like, and this is why I want Velocity to be on the network as well I cannot find that match not in potato quality Oh yeah,
1: that is the problem
0: Like YouTube or Dailymotion or wherever you go, like it's just pixelated fuck, we, we want it in good quality and they've got it, they've got the tapes and they will put Velocity on the network one day and then we'll have a good quality version of this match, which is great Exactly
1: So I've just created Magic, not as disappointing a top 5, but I did pick a Velocity match
0: you did, and I I love this because um my my number five is um the same match, but in a different setting, and it's not No Mercy two thousand six. It's Chris Benoit versus William Regal at the Brian Pillman Memorial Ooh,
1: Show. Good shout! Have you I seen, have it? seen it?
0: Stunning match. Um, so it's an odd match because um at the time I believe Regal was um. An independent wrestler so he'd been fired by wcw and had yet to be hired by wwf um benoit had just signed for wwf but um was allowed to do this Pilmer memorial show which was basically an independent show so they let him do that which is awesome um there's a lot of uh regal um, refutes this Um, i've heard him talk on podcasts and interviews and stuff and he says that it's not true but there's a word out there that this match is what got regal hired back to the wwf because they saw that he'd sort of sorted his act out and he could put on a tremendous match so they hired regal regal does say that that's not the case that's not true but um that's the word that seems to be quite popular out there but it's a fantastic match um it's Sort of velocity one, in that it's a masterclass in technical wrestling. Yeah. It's less hard hitting than the velocity one, um, but it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's the sort of match that Zack Saber Junior would watch and go, "I'm doing that." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? It's yeah. just, it's, it's more of a study, really isn't it? Match. Yes, exactly. It's the sort of match. If I'd seen that when I was a kid and I didn't, um, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. But watching it as a grown up, you, you sort of get the awesomeness behind it. And it's just a really, really good match. I love that the fact that um WWF let Benoit do that, I thought was really good. And um well, even though Regal says not, I think that it certainly played a factor in Regal getting a job in WWF and, you know, the dude's the general manager of NXT now. He's doing fantastic. So Job for life it, Exactly, yeah, so it worked out well for him. And and also, um, William Regal, um, do you know what he walked out to for this match?
1: Mm, I don't remember. He
0: walked out to What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis. Oh, really? Yeah, how cool is that? That's very cool. Like, yeah, like proper flying the flag for England. Like in that era, you know, flying the flag for England, like with the most British band of the time, which I thought was really cool. I've had...
1: I don't know if you've got them on your list, but like I seem to there's quite a few of my omissions that I wanted to put in of Chris Benoit does the best matches at tribute shows.
0: Yes, um you're um you're inferring the um match against Bret Hart in the Owen Hart tribute show indeed. for WCW. Yes. Uh, which happened in the same building that um that Owen died in.
1: Yes, which was very close, wasn't it? It was like a couple of months later.
0: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it must. Have been. It, was, it was certainly the same year. It was they were both ninety nine, so I can only imagine that it was um, a few months later.
1: Did you um, put this one in your list? I did not. No. Very quickly because I've been kind of to and throwing it out of my list because I do love this match. And fair play to Brett. You know, your brother died a couple of months ago, and you put on an absolute barn burner of a match. That that is. It's such a good match.
0: It's fantastic, and and but I would say that. Um, I mean, we can give Brett credit for that but um, give and I won't, I won't say it often give Jeff Jarrett credit for wrestling on the... the
1: oh, holy fuck. Not only did Minutes you, after minutes Owen Hart yeah, and, and,
0: and they And they were close. They were very, very close. Very
1: close friends. You know, your friend just plummets 90 foot from the ceiling, gets carted out and then you've got to come out and do your job. You can tell, because I had that that video um, Yeah, he comes out and just a look in his face he's got to cut a cut of promo as he comes down to the ring and the look on his face of i yeah. i just wouldn't be able to do it no
0: and, and all credit in the world to that man for doing it like you know there was a certain degree of autopilot going on obviously but um but he, he did it and he did it to an acceptable level do you know what i mean i don't i couldn't fucking do that
1: no we talk a lot of shit about Jeff Jarrett, but we will give him credit on that one.
0: We're doing. That is, yeah, absolutely. Full props to Jeff on that one occasion.
1: <laughs> so we've both <laughs> picked a Regal and Benoit match as number five. That's impressive.
0: That is cool. We should do a top five Regal one day. I'd like that.
1: I would like that too, because I feel like a lot Can of people, especially when we speak to wrestlers and stuff, they always say that they never appreciate Regal when they were younger, but as they mm. got older or they started wrestling or got into wrestling, they loved regal and we're both exactly the same that we just love him now
0: there's a lot of underrated regal man there's one in particular i can think of um, i can't even remember the pay-per-view but it was um uh, regal against Surface sting in wcw and it's a really weird match because Regal's like the comedy englishman like he has been so often but he still hits really fucking hard so he's like doing all the bumbling english stuff and all of a sudden they'll like chop sting as hard as he can in the throat <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the british way
0: but it just doesn't, it's just a weird mix, you know what I mean? Like, you can't do the funny stuff and then hit someone as hard as you possibly can. It's really weird. It's true, it's true. But it's a good match. Um, what's your number four? My number four, Jesse.
1: We'll, we'll add uh, We'll add Mr. Eagle into our next uh, when we're feeling lazy. By the way, listeners, whenever we do a top five on a certain wrestler, that is key for me. and Jesse had no idea what we were going to do for a top five.
0: Well, uh, yeah, we have a good reason this week, I think, because we had everything sorted out with um, Chuck Mambo and T.K. Cooper, and then they decide to um, fall out, which is nothing to do with us. Exactly. So we have to um, very quickly um, replan our show in order to just pray that they'll be getting on again. So God knows what will happen there.
1: (laughs) God knows. God knows. Okay, my number four.
0: I'm working working on my DeLorean.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope we can make this work. Mine, number four, um, is pretty much should be higher in my list, but there's there's reasons why it's not. So, Vengeance 2003, Chris Benoit versus oh! Eddie
0: Guerrero. Oh, Max. That When I put this list together earlier, that match didn't even enter my head, and I wish it had.
1: You got well excited then, didn't you? Oh, I love this match. Love this. So, this, as I mentioned earlier, I was at my friend Al's the other week, first match I put on. I always put this match on whenever I want to like watch wrestling or say I'm watching wrestling with someone who doesn't really know wrestling. This is pretty much the match I go to because it's two of the very best technical wrestlers in Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, but you've got the fierceness of Chris Benoit, but, and it starts off very technical, but then you get the comedy and the theatrics of what WE wrestling is with Eddie Guerrero near the end of the match. It's such yes. a well-structured match. Uh, from start to finish i think it's perfect even though benoit doesn't come up with the victory actually does benoit win in any of my matches two of them okay fine um <laughs> it's fine so even though he doesn't win no but he, he
0: is like in many ways like you raise a good point because benoit was fantastic we all know that tremendous wrestler but is hot. he was very good at putting other people over yes. that is like that was a real skill that he had something i would credit um tomohiro ishi with nowadays as well i think he's very much the benoit of this generation certainly in japan in that he can uh, wrestle in a dominant style he can still be a underdog baby face and if people beat him it matters do you know what i mean yeah
1: completely yeah you've always compared the two and i think it's very similar that would have been a good yeah. match
0: oh god yeah would have been fantastic Beautiful.
1: but this match so it was the end of the they just brought back the US title on Smackdown Smackdown needed its own title and there was a tournament for it and obviously Benoit and Eddie end up winning um, before the week on Smackdown what was it like Eddie sprayed car wax in Benoit's eyes yes that was funny
0: that was funny. And yeah, and he was sort of in the warm up to the match, he was miming being blind. <laughs>
1: you can't see arms.
0: <laughs> and I remember someone on the side of the audience that said Eddie deserves an Oscar yes. because of all of his acting. Because
1: this was around the time when Eddie would uh, knock out the referee and then like pretend he got hit with a steel chair or he would lay the belt on someone. He did literally all of his quips in this one match. And then, yeah. so it starts off with very technical wrestling, and it's the best i've ever seen these two wrestle i love watching these two ben in his it's best two, it's, shape it's, it's, two, it's
0: two it's two best friends just having fun with each other yeah so.
1: Benoit's in the best shape of his life eddie's in the best shape of his life this is pre so we're nine months away from them hitting the big time in we and they're opening up vengeance pay-per-view um yeah and they just absolutely kill it with the technical stuff at the start eddie starts getting frustrated and he gets back into the match and then they they keep one u- upping each other, going for like the cross face, going for frog splash, all that kind of stuff. Then the ref gets knocked down, and we get into the comedy aspect of it. Uh, you even have Rhino run down. Do you remember Rhino runs down?
0: That's the finish to the match because yeah. you don't know who he's gonna um goal, do you? because so the friend, last minute. Yeah, so you
1: think he's there to kill Eddie, and my favorite reaction. So he's. Benoit's best friend. You think he's going to spear Eddie because Eddie's been cheating throughout the whole match. Spears Benoit for reasons I don't remember anymore. And Eddie's face when he turns around, like he thinks he's been speared, and look of shock. Yeah, that's when he deserves his Oscar. Hits the frog splash. Yeah, new U.S. champion. But my god, did they have a great match! I love this match. It
0: wasn't only new U.S. champion. That was the first, first U.S. Champion, US champion, champion in WWE. Yes, that was yeah. That was the belt had been brought back from WCW. Um. But yeah, um, yeah, tremendous match, and I would say it's more of an Eddie match than a Benoit match in who you know who gets to show their stuff. But yeah, Eddie, I just remember like it's not often you can get a, a wrestling audience, certainly in America, to laugh at something. Do you know what I mean? Like all in unison, like everyone when he did his sort of um, hit the referee with a chair, put in the chair on Benoit or the belt and then lying down as if he'd been hit as well. Yes. The whole audience erupted with laughter. Like, they got it. They were completely with Eddie on exactly what was going on. And he kept, on. like,
1: trying to wake that, the ref that up. That doesn't
0: happen much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and everyone was <laughs> pissing themselves. It's brilliant. Like, the whole crowd knew exactly what was going on. Like, that's a tiny little square in a big, like, arena. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and everyone knew what was going on. They got the joke, and everyone was laughing. And that there is such an art to that, to the timing and just knowing... Just he had, he had that whole crowd in the palm of his hand that he did for that yeah.
1: match. That was SmackDown's first pay per view by themselves. I actually. Yes, it was. That was one of the first pay per views I, like, begged my my dad to order for me. So I, like, ordered it and recorded it on, on VHS and then uh, ran downstairs in the morning and watched it. Do
0: you remember? Um, there were some good matches on Great. that pay per view. Do you remember um, uh, Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman against the world's greatest tag team? Yeah,
1: fantastic match. Um,
0: really underrated, match. There's a lot of underrated um, matches a John Cena against the Undertaker
1: yeah. uh, even P- Billy
0: Gunn versus Jamie Noble Yeah that was all right that was pretty good and that was all about Tory Wilson cuz she just had her playboy spread
1: I want to spend a night with Tory Wilson cuz Jamie Wilson <laughs> and Jamie Noble just won the lottery didn't they
0: Do you yeah do you remember the conclusion of that feud
1: It went on for a while
0: do you remember the conclusion of it? The Billy Kidman, Jamie Noble. Because she. So Jamie Noble. So Jamie Noble was with Nadia. Yeah, and um, she went blind. Billy Kidman. No, that was after, after this. this. Okay. Uh, Billy Kidman was with Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson did a Playboy spread. By winning this match, Jamie Noble wins uh, to sleep a night with Tori Wilson. Um, so, can you remember the the finish of this feud? Oh,
1: I don't think I, I need you to remind me.
0: Gangbang. <laughs> The
1: word gangbang.
0: We see, Jay- we see Jamie Noble, we see Nydia, we see Billy Gunn, and we see Tori Wilson all in bed together. And they're about to have a gangbang. And then the light turns off. And that was the end of this feud.
1: Uh, I missed
0: It was a, I missed it was a couple of Smackdowns later. Yeah. Three. This was 2003. But it was uh, It was amazing.
1: Tori Wilson's was, like, a feud. Remember like her and Dawn Marie? And then she was getting with Dawn Marie's dad and then he dies oh god the no it was it was it was tory
0: it was tory wilson's dad that tory died. wilson's
1: dad died and then Do
0: marie was getting on tory wilson's and then they
1: dad. were les off. uh why did everyone want to sleep with tory i know why everyone wanted to sleep with tory <laughs> why do you have to ask that question We've got like,
0: and she was married to Billy. She was in real life married to Billy <laughs> at that
1: time. We've got like casual wrestling fans tuning in, going, "What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what's, what's
0: going on? This most niche shit in the world. <laughs> this is really niche, isn't it? Like this is the Venge- vengeance Venge- two thousand and three is not like an all time classic paper. Oh, it at my. But eyes. it should be because no, it is. It's fantastic. It's really good. It's got some fantastic matches. And everyone should watch it. Do you remember it, the, the barroom
1: like- brawl with the Easter Bunny?
0: Oh God, with APA <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm was- <laughs> just
1: saying weird shit now all yeah. true
0: and, um, what was the APA t-shirt like it said something really um, homoerotic on the back but I can't remember what it was like still pounded ass or <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> that was the back of the APA t-shirt.
1: I wouldn't put it past JBL
0: <laughs> still pounded ass but yeah. it starts
1: off with a technical well, masterpiece
0: it does with Eddie Guerrero and Chris Fimbo it's a fantastic match and we all love it shall, shall, we, shall, shall we, we move, move on, on? Yeah, um, Kurt Angle also, um, by the way, um, won the um, WWE title back from Brock Lesnar in a triple threat big show in the main event of that pay per view. It's very good; everyone should watch yes. it. Um My next one, um, I believe, this is the first time this style of match has been in either of our top files. Oh, it is the Royal Rumble 2004. I was
1: So tempted,
0: wait, like, but you didn't it's go iconic,
1: for it, isn't it?
0: It is iconic, to me, certainly. it's my I would say it's my favourite Royal Rumble of all time. Yeah. Royal Rumble 2004. It's stunning. It's a
1: lot of fun to kind of go back and watch.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's got so many, and I remember, I don't know if it's because we were kids at the time, but um, it felt like we had no idea who was going to win, and there were so many people that it felt like they have to win. So we we had Chris Benoit, who was in at number one. We knew he was in at number one in advance. And Paul Heyman had said, you can never wrestle the WWE title again, blah, blah. Um, So because of that, it was like, well, sort of storyline dictates that he's going to earn his shot. Like, it's got to happen. We had Goldberg, who we knew was coming in at number 30 in advance. Goldberg had been unstoppable. We all know the deal with Goldberg. It was like, how can he lose? We had Kurt Angle in there who had dedicated his win at the Royal Rumble to the troops in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. and it was like, right, how can Kurt Angle not win if he said that, like, on telly? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. We had um, a, a big show, which is, it's cliche now, but it wasn't then, sort of, someone that big being in the Rumble, and like, oh, how do you eliminate <laughs> them? And, it, and it, is, it is cliche now, but back then, it really wasn't, because no. big guys didn't get eliminated all the that Big much.
1: show was, you know, WWE champion, not a year before, two years before. So he it wasn't like yeah. it was completely out of the round for him to, to main event WrestleMania.
0: No, not at all. And um, he ended up opening it that year, didn't he, with John yeah. Cena um, for the US Top? Um, but uh, so there was just all these people, and even like, you know, people like Jericho and um, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, um, Kane, all these people who were sort of upper mid card and felt like they were ready to go to the main event it was a really and as jr mentions in commentary in this match he says this is the first royal rumble since the first one i believe where there wasn't a single previous royal rumble winner in that royal rumble Uh, yeah so we were guaranteed so for the first time since the first ever royal rumble we were guaranteed a new royal rumble winner yeah which which is pretty cool and um but Benoit comes in at number one, goes coast to coast, wins it, which is incredible. It's, I think it's an amazing show display from Chris Benoit. But away from that, you get the, um, the brand stuff. So you get Raw versus Smackdown a little bit. You get that moment um, towards the end when Big Show's in there and everyone wants to eliminate Big Show. Do you remember everyone hits their finishes one after yeah. the other on the Big Show? You get like Benoit doing the diving headbutt. You get Rob Van Dam with a five-star frog splash. You get an angle slam from um, Kurt Angle, and uh, well, there's more. And um, there's definitely more. I can't remember who else. Oh, a lion salt from um, Jericho. And it's a great moment. It's cool seeing that. Uh, we get Mick Foley come in in a surprise return to eliminate Randy Orton, which leads to their iconic Backlash match, which we talked about before. Backlash two thousand four. Yeah um it's, it's just a fantastic royal rumble but the fact that the fact that benoit wins it and it's kind of like his gold watch for being such a good servant to you know the sport of professional wrestling is just the cherry on the cake do you know what yeah I mean?
1: to go from one to 30 and I'll, they've tried to recreate it so many times but nothing's worked as well as when big Show's just going to toss him over the top rope and then benoit just holds on and he just drags his feet back under the bottom rope, and he pulls Big Show over in a suplex position. And that's, like, the tension. I always remember watching it on TV, and you're just there, and you're like, go on, Benoit, go on, Benoit. And and it seems like it lasts for an eternity, that bit where he's trying to drag them, when he's trying to drag him over.
0: Benoit was so good at it, and when he wins it as well, like, he's, and, and anything he wins, really, he's so good at that. People who say that Benoit had no acting chops or had no charisma, like, Watch him when he wins matches. He just the look on his face and the way he reacts is like you know this is the greatest thing that's ever happened mm. to me, and it's incredible watching him. Like he knew he was going to win that Royal Rumble. Obviously, he knew he was going to win that Royal Rumble, but you would never know it. You, you you would think it was real watching him win that Royal Rumble with the look on his face and the way he reacts and how happy he is. Do you know what yeah, I mean?
1: Yeah, completely. It's. Uh, he does it again at Mania Twenty. He even in con- yeah. his smaller matches, it, it's that exhaustion, and you you believe it, and you're there with him when he does it.
0: Yeah, and he wins. Do you know? Do you know who's good at that nowadays? Which I actually noticed um, the other week. Who? Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is very good. Watch him whenever he wins a match. Just watch watch his face and watch the way he reacts he's very he's he's really good at like looking he's like oh my god i won like a really good sort of surprised reaction do you know what i mean
1: i remember when he won the uk tournament he did that kind of shuffle back of yeah. shock
0: yeah I really fantastic. That as well. and he, he does that with a lot of his matches and he's got the art down it's really good we i like to see that you you forget it's not real when you see stuff like that when you see what feels like a genuine emotion of like oh my god i won that that's it's brilliant yeah but fantastic rumble um the uh the royal rumble runner-up to that i would say is 92 when rick flair won it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah that is a good rumble what's your what's your number two rumble my number two rumble assuming this is your favorite it might not even be what's your favorite rumble
1: (laughs) my favorite rumble um when edge comes back
0: oh yeah that was a good one 2010
1: uh, yeah yeah that was another because you and me have only ever like bet on two Royal Rumbles, and so when 2004 happened, Jesse was like the only kid who bet on Benoit to win, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're stupid! You're stupid!" You know, he's yeah, coming in at number one. They teased him, they beat him, Um <laughs> and so <laughs> they teased him, and then you're bolding, <laughs> and then Benoit, you've got the
0: brain of an 80 year old man. <laughs>
1: Then what ends up winning Jesse comes into school with his dick out Just flapping it about like yeah, it Look at me boy. Flapping,
0: flapping it in all the children's faces <laughs> But it was okay because I myself was also a child So it was
1: fine um, <laughs> And then we did it again in 2009 And I think I said like oh Edge is gonna win 10, 2010, 2010 I was like Edge is gonna Orchard win 2009. And I remember Rob berating me It felt like a good 20 minutes Of Rob berating me yeah. How wrong I was. Yeah. yeah, it must have been about that long. And who shows up and wins the thing? Fucking Edge.
0: Fucking Edge. Looking like. And he didn't have time to work out, did he? He, he looked skinny awful.
1: Motherfucker. He looked <laughs> terrible. Good God.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was a very skinny man when Crack he, um, dead he came workout.
1: back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, good shout. And then. Then,
0: so, so what happened at the Mania that Edge challenged for the title after winning the World Rumble? It
1: was the worst WrestleMania of all time.
0: Was it? The one, the one where Jericho
1: basically squashed him? Yeah, it was the worst WrestleMania of all time.
0: Yeah, good. Okay. Um, thanks for that. What happened to
1: ben was? <laughs> we'll get to that, I'm
0: sure. Mm. We'll get to I'm that. I'm sure we will. Okay,
1: um, so... My number uh,
0: three... Your number three, yeah.
1: Go for it. <clears throat> is another one of my all-time favourite matches, featuring four of my all-time favourite wrestlers at the time. It's a tag match. Another tournament ender. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio and Edge No Mercy 2002.
0: Yep. Um, uh, another a mission a, near, a Nero mission,
1: Nero mission. but it,
0: it is a fantastic fantastic match we're only going to have one crossover do you think so I, I still it. think we're going to have two I know it I think our two and one are the same
1: no you're wrong okay. number one is but number two isn't
0: no. Psychic, okay. man. Psychic. Right, we'll see. We'll see. So, we'll Chris see. Benoit
1: and Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio and Edge. Now, Rey Mysterio and Edge were my absolute favourite baby besties. Loved them to death. Want to have their babies at the time. Yeah. Isn't that right, Jesse? Isn't that exactly uh, what I said to you?
0: <clears throat> That's exactly what you said to me at 13 years old. I remember it vividly.
1: <laughs> um, So, there was a SmackDown Tag Team Title Tournament. And Stephanie McMahon has never looked hotter when she introduced those Tag Team titles
0: yeah right holding them both in her hands I remember that she looked gorgeous yeah yeah, yeah. she's got two China and Mandy now
1: you've mentioned many times
0: oh no Triple H has turned her into China it's not good
1: (laughs) so this was the finals of the Smackdown tag team title tournament which was a fun tournament I love tag team wrestling it's my favourite thing about wrestling as you might have guessed
0: yeah that was a weird team I think it was like Billy Kippen and John Cena was one of the teams yeah
1: there there were some weird throw togethers that happened yeah Um, Ray and Edge were thrown together they weren't a tight well, yeah. team before this. They were an angle in many ways. Really. Well, this was the whole feud that kind of they were feuding and they couldn't get along. And then Stephanie comes out and does her witch voice and says that you two <laughs> have to work together. And if you lay a hand on each other during this whole tournament, you're both fired or suspended or something. Something bad would happen.
0: Something bad. Not as bad as what ultimately happened to Chris Reddow, no. but pretty bad. You can't
1: say that on national television there was a threat not to touch someone. No. no. So they <laughs> they worked well together, shockingly. They're two of the best wrestlers in the world. And they start tearing through the, the tournament and they end up actually winning and going through to No Mercy. So did the fan favorites, to Rey Mysterio and Edge. Now, it was kind of a given in my heart, my soul, my testicles, that Rey Mysterio and Edge were going to win this. Yes. 100% they were going to win this. And... Colour me blue when they lost, and Chris Benoit. Colour me blue. Colour me blue, mate. Is that
0: an actual phrase? It is now. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, and Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle end up winning the match. It's a fantastic match. Edge has flu in this match and actually threw up under the ring. Fun fact. Is that right? Yeah. He, there was a post-match interview I... on the DVD, and he was like, oh, "I've had the flu and like, I've just been awful." And then in his book, he's like, "Yeah, I ralphed under the ring."
0: I didn't know that. That's brilliant. Well you did it very well. I've I've never noticed that happen.
1: Right, I've been tried to go back and see where it happens, but I can't. Um You can't see it, no? Oh, Ray and Edge do some fantastic. They they were a great tag team together. The height of oh, Edge the,
0: the powerbomb position when so like Edge gets Ray up as if he's gonna power bomb him, but then turns around and basically pushes Ray off and Ray Moonsaults off of Edge to the outside of the ring onto Angular Benoit. Do you remember that? Yes. That's a great spot. And
1: also the spot where Benoit's on the top rope, seated position, and Edge launches Ben uh, launches Rey who's running at him, and Ray lands and does a Frankenstein from the top rope. Oh
0: yeah! Ray just flies. Yeah, this great. isn't
1: movie. Just like it's stop motion. The way he moves up and then does it. It's yeah.
0: fantastic. Honestly, I, I say this all the time. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but um, Ray Mysterio at some point, if if you're like our age or even a couple of years older um or younger ray mysterio at some point was your favorite wrestler everyone yes everyone went through their ray phase because like ray is just so he's talented and so good and he appeals to kids and he's just like anyone who gets into wrestling they see ray mysterio and they go that's my guy he's just so exciting and cool there is very few people who didn't love ray mysterio more than anything else in the world at some point
1: i was one of those children
0: as was (laughs) i yeah absolutely
1: (gasps) memories um but yeah one of
0: and ray mysterio's in 2k19 the next wrestling game that's coming out he
1: is did you see like the cool video they did where they like all took off their
0: masks i did it was awesome wasn't it yeah, so we're going to um, we're going to be playing some matches on 2K19, uh, and I'm going to be Ray because when Ray was in the game back in the day, I would always be Ray Mysterio, and I would flip my shit all around Max.
1: Jesse hates flippy shit, but he loves doing it in a video game.
0: <laughs> I love it in video game like that. I, I'll always I'll karate your tits on,
1: <laughs> And I'd always be like Batista. Me and Jesse had to some like if, if like Twitch and stuff was around back in the day, you guys would have been all over this. We had some great matches. Uh, I would have. T-
0: I would have twitched that bitch.
1: Yeah. And do you remember what WWE what game was it where you could be like a tag team? You were like Ray and Batista. It was made for us that game. You were Ray batista as a tag team going through the yeah, story they, mode. They were, yeah,
0: because they were, they were tag team champions in real life, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing... Based on the year they did it, like, wait, like, Spider vs. Raw 2008 yeah. or something.
1: I remember it coming out, because yeah. this was, like, a couple of years after me and Jesse did the whole Ray Batista thing in the game, and I just texted you being like, Oh, Daddy, something
0: wonderful has <laughs> yeah. happened. We had a great time, didn't we, as Ray? Batista was in the one just got. I'm sure. He, he. I hope he's in the next one so we can recreate our Ray Batista matches. They were amazing. We have
1: to. We have to. Um, so, yeah, No Mercy 2002. Great tag team match. Benoit does a lot of good
0: tag team work
1: great tag team work. he does
0: so uh yeah your fate your fate your favorite edge was um world tag team champion with, with a brick uh he did at uh, a later date that was a back last 2005 <laughs> um and i'm sure it didn't help um ben psyche not even a
1: little bit <laughs> not even a little bit uh what's your what are you on
0: i'm on my number three. three oh hurry up Oh, sorry. Um, I've gone. I've gone smarky again. Uh, I'm afraid. Um, I'll tune out for a bit. This is this is the Pegasus Kid, also known as Chris you Benoit. Kid. Um oh. Kid um, versus Jushin Thunder Liger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title in Tokyo, Japan, August the nineteenth,
1: nineteen ninety. Have you seen, have this, seen this match? Because you showed it me on the DVD. I remember it vividly.
0: Yes, exactly, and that's why it's on my list, because this is the first New Japan match I ever watched, and I am obsessed with New Japan now, and the reason I saw it is because it is the first match on the extras of the Chris Benoit WWE DVD. And so I watched it, and I was like, fuck it out. Like I didn't even know Japanese wrestling was a thing when I was like 13 years old. So this match introduced me to a whole new world that I'm still loving today, with Okada, Kenny Omega, Ishii, blah blah, blah the whole New Japan thing. Like, my whole love of it started with this match, and it's just brilliant. It's really good. And the finish is... It's kind of a basic finish, but it's believable, and it's really cool. I The finish is always stuck in my head of um, Liger coming off the top rope, and Pegasus' kid, Benoit, catches Liger in an arm drag as he comes off the top rope. And because it's so quick, and he just snaps him down to the floor with an arm drag, it just covers him. One, two, three, and it just feels... It feels real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like... That is exactly how you would catch someone out. It was fantastic. It was really good. And I like the Pegasus Kid. I like the look. Um, Japan don't have the same feelings America do on Chris Benoit. Like, they have no problem with showing Pegasus Kid, wild Pegasus matches um, in Japan to the point where when there's intervals in the New Japan shows, they will still show them on the big screen. They'll show, like, old matches and they will show Benoit quite regularly. And um, so if you ever want to see Benoit in action and see, like, and he's still, like, he's still credited and mentioned regularly over there, which is quite cool.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I've been able to search for him on New Japan World pretty easily. Yeah.
0: And interestingly, um, who's my favourite wrestler now?
1: Finn Balor.
0: Yes, it is. And um, do you know, um, do you know what he debuted in New Japan as?
1: Was it Prince David? No, it was Pegasus no, Kid. it was
0: the... It was. It was the Pegasus oh, Kid Two. Almost
1: got trivia trick. Then
0: there you go. They tried to, um, yeah. So with the Tiger Mask, you know, they've done Tiger Mask Two, Three, Four. Um, they've they tried to do it with the Pegasus Kid. They tried to bring back Pegasus Kid Two, and that's who Finn Balor was for a couple of matches. Mm. Which is that's um, serendipitous, isn't it?
1: I like your fun facts.
0: Yeah, that's a good fact, right? Good job, Jesse. Thanks, mate. But it's a it's a very good match, and it's on the Benoit DVD, as we've already established. It's not hard to find, and you can still buy it for six quid in CEX.
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just just message me; it's... I'll buy it for you and ship it to you if you <laughs> <Yeah>. want. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, fuck
0: it. Like, six quid's nothing to us.
1: <laughs> but with uh, our free podcast.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've got other jobs. I'm playing, but. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's it's on dead Motion. it's on YouTube. It's a fantastic match, it's really good. Um, I believe it's certainly the first time Chris McWarren and Jushin Liger wrestled, filmed. Um, They might have done it off camera, but um, this is certainly the first time it was filmed, and it's a fantastic match.
1: Yeah, um, I I remember it. I I don't remember the the ins and outs of it, but um, this was around about time when we were really getting into our technical nerdy stuff. So that that does stick out on my mind as a as a good match, and yeah, you're right. It it opened up the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: I mean, it just blows my mind that this match happened in nineteen. This match happened in August 1990. That's four months after I was born, and what two months after you were one month, Cheers, like, best that's friend. One month after you were. Yeah, I don't know when you're. It's next is, week. Oh right, you live <laughs> just like you're alive. Just be grateful that. <laughs>
1: you know listeners he's never bought me a present or wish me happy birthday
0: oh you know what i bought you an edge figure for your birthday I you did i actually found um, the um... birthday
1: card the other day i was cleaning out and it's like right so he sent me this card of um a puppy dog and jesse's got such serial killer handwriting i'm so <laughs> tempted to unload it, it and it goes to max Please Two max know. you are my best friend how cute is this dog love jesse <laughs> that's how i read it in my head <laughs>
0: Can you upload it just so I could see it? Because I, I can't, I can't, I can't actually remember doing that. So I'd quite like to. See I'm going it. to keep
1: it because I feel like when it comes to you in Core, it's going to be like Exhibit A.
0: No, do yeah, no, yeah, keep that. And and I bought you an Edge action figure, which and I believe it was an Elite, um, in a good in a good box. It as was. One. I've
1: got three wrestling figures from you. One is John Cena, which I won the first WrestleMania prediction show we did when I got everything wrong. So whoever got the least yeah. amount of points got a figure, and that was me. And yeah. I've got a Edge one as well, which guards my Wii U.
0: That's good. He's still He's there, still isn't he? He's still there. Good. Love it. And what did you get me for my last birthday?
1: <sighs> I left you alone for the day?
0: Yeah, you got me nothing. You left me alone. So guess what you're getting next week?
1: You Nothing
0: now you're getting a serial killer
1: card yes that's all i ever want from you Uh, is it time for my number two uh yes it
0: is
1: ladies and gentlemen it's my number two and my number two comes from the very first wrestlemania i've ever watched you might have remembered me talking about it in previous episodes it was wrestlemania 17 and in that match my eyes were opened to what technical wrestling really is all about when i saw kurt angle versus chris benoit in a masterclass to
0: the death so um it turns out that we we will have one um crossover in that case told you bitch yeah well done
1: suck on these
0: it's a very good match <laughs> but uh, there is a much there is a much there is a, suck on these. There, there is a much uh,
1: better i know what you're gonna through. pick so i'll talk quickly because you're just gonna glaze over mm-hmm. me anyway. Um, WrestleMania seventeen was fun. This was kind of Angle and Benoit's foie into the WrestleMania theme, and they put on a hell of a match. And for me, as an eleven-year-old young boy with shorts on and a tight t-shirt <laughs> and a little cap
0: with a <laughs> propeller on the top and an that oversized lollipop, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Daddy, why? <laughs> um, it's that's what that's what my <laughs> son said
1: and that's 4 you being well behaved (laughs) we're an hour and in we've only got four that's good um it's a great match you know watching wrestling back then i was only interested in ladder matches or i was only interested in like quick action you know enough to keep my very simple brain amused um but something about this match just drew me in because it was wrestling and what makes this match so special was the crowd were into it so it didn't feel like I feel like if the crowd was dead me as a child would be like oh this is clearly a boring match but no the crowd fucking ate it up they loved it and I was just fully invested as well and I just couldn't get enough of it and I go back and watch this match quite a bit um, it's it's a lot like the Eddie Guerrero match as well where it has a kind of hokey entertainment finish to it as well so I think I like that in the wrestling
0: Do you know my favourite bit of this match? Go on. It's um so Angle is the Olympic gold medalist, he's the wrestler. Um Chris Benoit obviously has a reputation for being a wrestler. The whole build up to this match has been Kurt Angle saying, I can obviously I'll wrestle you, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Um and they're wrestling and Benoit is consistently our wrestling angle. So eventually, Angle being the heel, but he's also, you know, his whole thing has been, I'm the Olympic gold medalist, I'm a really good wrestler. The only way he can get an advantage over Benoit is by punching him straight in the face, (laughs) which is obviously not a wrestling move. And that's the only way that he can get an advantage over Benoit. The the psychology of that is awesome. I love that. He can't out-wrestle him, so he just has to twat him in the face.
1: That's brilliant. (laughs) And that's the takeaway.
0: It's great. No, but how cool is that? Isn't that great?
1: Yeah, no, I I do appreciate that. Um, that's what I mean. There's like lots of little nuances in this match that are really fun to go back and watch. Uh, yeah, it's just fun. But talk about the other and it one. Sums
0: up, it's a great. No, 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 no I won't. But um, we, but this one, like, it's WrestleMania 17 is the greatest WrestleMania of all time, yeah. and the fact that you can have, and I think the reason it was the greatest WrestleMania of all time is because there was every type of match on the card, and the fans just lapped up. they were the perfect wrestling fans they were just into every match that happened Uh, including this which is a technical masterpiece but a big like massively removed from like tlc2 or the gimmick battle royal or the main event with rock and stone cold like they're such different style matches the hardcore triple threat like such different style matches but the fans were just as into this as anything else which i think is a real testament to Angle and Benoit for keeping that crowd involved and doing it right, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Voice went all weird. done.
0: What was that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearing my voice. It sounded weird.
1: I always sound weird. Okay.
0: So that was your two? That was my two? Okay, my two. Before we um, come back home, my two is... The main event of WrestleMania 20.
1: Whoa, 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 is... whoa, 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 what? What?
0: what? Yeah, number two. Um, Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple H for the World heavyweight title. Very good. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that drop come in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's no holding me back.
0: <laughs> I'm not driven by fear. I'm just driven by anger. <laughs> that was his famous last word. Um, so... Is this your number one? This
1: is my number one match for Chris Benoit. <sighs> feels good, doesn't it? You enjoyed that, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I'll take it. You'll I'm taking it. This feels but good. you
1: number one this week.
0: <laughs> fine.
1: Fine. Fine. Uh... Talk.
0: So this uh, we talked about the uh, we talked about the Royal two thousand four that Chris Benoit won in handily fashion. Uh, he went on to transfer to Raw first of all uh, to challenge Triple H. Shawn Michaels was like, "We've got unfinished business, Jack." So it's gonna um, be me, not you. Sorry, you. Um, that was Benoit that it said was. that before we got um, kicked in the, the face. The best superkick I've ever it's seen. Me. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good superkick because of Benoit's head shake which might have been Onset Trauma.
1: Number five. Um...
0: it was head injuries and um... let's
1: take a quick pause and mention that okay Okay, benoit did a terrible thing but fuck the u.s media for what they did because i was living in canada at the time and i watched this all unfold all across like nbc and cnn and fox with like bringing in dr drew and shit and immediately it was they didn't have a clue what was going on but it's a wrestler he got angry he killed some people must be roid rage did they do a yeah. reaction and say that it was due to massive brain trauma? Barely, of course not.
0: And it's and roid rage doesn't work like that. You don't you don't kill someone one day. Wait twenty four hours. Kill someone else. Wait twenty four hours. Kill yourself. That's not how roid rage works. No. You, you don't you don't in roid rage. You sort of explode with aggression, and that's not what happened. Yeah. And also, by the way, um, so the brain injury stuff is probably more legit and. If there's any good that's come from Benoit's death and Nancy's and, um, Daniel. Daniel's, it's, um, and you know, um, two out of three, rest in peace. But, um, if any good's come from it, it's that the concussion stuff has been taken more seriously in all sport, not, not just wrestling, like in, in real sport as well. And that's a good thing. But someone like Chris Nowinski found his, um, thing on looking up brains and sorting out stuff and that but then they get into bed with WWE WWE pay them off all of a sudden where's Chris Nowinski and his team they've disappeared because WWE have given them a lot of money and so I still think that there's a lot of um, policing that needs to be done around the welfare of wrestlers that Nowinski almost touched on and then got paid off and couldn't turn down that amount of money that's my opinion on isn't he still on working subject. on it
1: though because a lot of wrestlers has guys like Rob Van Dam and Scott Hall they're going to be donating their brain to science Yeah, they've all they done
0: it. yeah they've all donated their brains to Nowinski's foundation that's fine but when's the last time you heard about Nowinski doing anything it's, it's not it's not since WWE said we're going to work with you and gave him lots of money and all of a sudden he's leaving WWE alone
1: yeah yeah that's the conspiracy theorist in you
0: it is, but it's. It's. Uh, I think there might be a bit of water in it. I really do, mm. and not just on the brain.
1: <laughs> but you are right, though. It, a terrible thing did happen, but it changed American football. It changed. We there's no chair shots to the head anymore. There's no, you know, excessive damage done to the head, which is fantastic. Um, it, it sucks that a tragedy had to happen in order to get to there, but it's. It's yeah, a shame.
0: And there's and there's much less toxic masculinity, I think, in the business in general as well. And I think um, this had something to do with Ooh, it. Oh they're all a bunch of toxic Ponzi mas- flowers now. Well, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that, but there's <laughs> um, but they're, they're certainly. I think the hazing and the being a man's man yeah. and just powering, th- powering through your head trauma. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> stuff like that. Like that, that died with Chris Benoit in many ways. And as much as I love Chris Benoit. You know, in-ring and who he was when he was sane, Um, he was that sort of guy that would um, take it as a point of pride to wrestle while you're hurt, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's that's not how it should be. Yeah, definitely.
1: But we're not talking about the saddest moment, we're talking about the happiest moment of the WrestleMania. No, sorry, yeah,
0: the- <laughs> Yeah, so, tri- so Bedwell goes over. Shawn Michaels and Triple H at WrestleMania 20 with the World Heavyweight title for the first and only time in his career. And not only time, he technically won the WCW title in his last ever match in WCW, um, beating Sid Vicious, and then left WWF. Um, but um, this was a much more sort of, you know, um, crowning achievement. This is, you've worked very hard for this business. We are giving you this. Um, oddly, look at the um, tens of WrestleManias. WrestleMania 10, Workhorse Bret Hart wins the title. WrestleMania 20, Workhorse Chris Benoit wins the title. WrestleMania 30, Workhorse Daniel Bryan wins the title. Um, coincidence, maybe, but um, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania 40 because hopefully we'll get another good sort of workhorse that will win. I've, I've been
1: saying ones. it for the past couple of years. It's Johnny Gargano. It's happening.
0: You reckon it, Gargano main event in yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with you on that. I'm. Ha- I'd be happy with that. I'm going with Carlo Riley.
1: Oh, Riley.
0: Can you imagine? Can you imagine if by WrestleMania 40, Carlo Riley's in the main event?
1: We'd be so happy. Right.
0: Okay, I mean. I mean. It sounds mad, but what are we on now? What just happened? 34 yeah. WrestleMania 34. So six years before WrestleMania 20, you would never have predicted um, Chris Benoit to be in the main event, would you? Any of them. Any of them. Yeah, six years before any WrestleMania, you wouldn't guess. But all uh, Pete Dunne, fuck it. Pete Dunne could be do, doing it. Tyler Bate. Let's, let's go British on yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. They're young enough. they got plenty of time. Yeah, all right. Fuck it. Pete Dunne. Fuck it. Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, WrestleMania 40. Get in there. Against Johnny Gargano, that'll be the main event.
1: <laughs> We've called it now.
0: We've called it. Um, cool. So that's done. So um, back to this one. Um, chris benoit wins it's fantastic you get the ending with eddie guerrero coming out having retained the wwf title against kurt angle won it a month earlier against lesnar um, it was kind of our perfect
1: wrestlemania both of our favorites like that's crazy that that happened you know both yours are mine favorite standing in the ring with the two best titles you can win in professional wrestling
0: yeah absolutely fantastic and two you know Benoit being five foot ten and Guerrero being five foot nine, and neither of them being American, just so such a change of fashion of what had come previous. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just incredible, really, really incredible. But the match itself was great as well. Um, I love the finish with um, uh, Sean goes for the super kick on Benoit. Benoit throws him over the top rope. Benoit turns around gets kicked in the stomach ready to be pedigree by triple h and you're like oh my god we're in the middle of the reign of terror triple h retains all the fucking time he's gonna win again after all that and they go and it's they, they were self-aware on that because triple h goes so far as to bend his knees and begin the jump of the pedigree before benoit switches out and drops him into the cross which is incredible and the crowd lose their mind yep. when benoit locks triple h into that crossface uh they're there um he's triple h shuffling towards the ropes his fingers sort of tickle the ropes and you're like oh okay he's gonna and then all of a sudden a roll and you think oh no he's rolling into a pin nope rolls all the way through slap bang end up in the center of the ring benoit still has triple h in the cross face there is nowhere triple h can go and to triple h's credit he times it perfectly he's throwing his hand around and like panicking JR is calling it incre- like perfectly as well, and Triple H slaps his hand on the mat at the perfect time. JR loses his shit. It's just the most incredible. What we were talking about earlier when Benoit wins and the emotion on his face and the way he reacts, just perfect. Just it couldn't be more perfect. Oh, you way.
1: just gave me goosebumps. Oh, did you I? Did. All, oh, all down my you. legs just now. But you're right, because I was picturing that moment where the crowd were at a fever pitch and Triple H is scratching at Benoit's hands. He's scratching at them. Yeah, that, I just love that image. And and you're right, JR's calling the point when he gets the title and he says the 18-year odyssey.
0: I would argue it's the best commentary of JR's career, is his is everything everything he says, and the fact that he's nearly lost his voice, so he's got this sort of croaky voice as well, which adds completely adds to it. And um, just everything he says, yeah. Chris Benoit's eighteen year odyssey has come true and he says about like everyone who said that you could never do it, you never win the big one and all this. Like JR just has this amazing spiel through the whole of that moment of Benoit winning. And yeah, it's just it's just incredible. JR names it. It's a
1: great match, it's a great moment and and for me it was the pinnacle of uh, Chris Benoit's best matches. I was tempted to put the backlash one in, but it just doesn't have the same everything about it. it doesn't have the emotion it doesn't have all, all of it wrapped up in one it, it's it's a shame that that image is admitted for history forever because I, I even saw like almost a polaroid shot um which i'd never seen before of eddie and benoit hugging in the ring with the confetti it's just one of my most favorite images in wrestling that could be a fun top five favorite images in wrestling
0: that's a nice I idea,
1: that yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, that moment just sticks with me, and it, it's just beautiful. It's great.
0: It's still, like, I've never I've never emoted so much watching wrestling on that moment. Benoit winning the world title and celebrating with Eddie Guerrero and his family, which obviously has odd connotations now. Um, but that moment is the most invested I've ever been in professional wrestling in my entire life, yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, I'd uh, 100% agree with you on that.
0: And I watched it, I didn't watch it live. I didn't watch WrestleMania 20 live. I watched it, um, I taped it. So what I did is, um, I snuck downstairs, put a tape in to record it, and then sort of left it recording, and I knew it would record through the night. So I, um, so I started it at midnight or whatever, and then watched it Monday evening. So, but I stayed spoiled, obviously stayed spoiler free back then because, you know, social media wasn't the thing. But um, so watched it Monday evening, but it was it was as if I was watching it live. You know when I watched it that Monday yeah. evening, it was just incredible.
1: Beautiful, beautiful match. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. But Jesse, you got to talk some more because you took my number one. You you know what you are.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, but you, you know what my number one is. Surely it's um, so it's the Royal Rumble 2003. Mm-hmm. It is Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit again, but this match to me is just perfection as far as i'm everything i like in professional wrestling is this match i
1: I would say this was definitely not your turning point for wrestling because you were into it but this this is what got you hooked for life you were obsessed with this match you didn't shut up about it
0: god i have never seen like the combination of emotion and underdog attempting to succeed technical wrestling athleticism acrobatics drama it's all in this match. This, this, this is the perfect match. To me, in my opinion. What, what I like about professional wrestling, this is my perfect match. It, I've yet to see anything better. Ever. Ever. It's true. It's, I, I mean, God. The way it builds up, and I mean, it just proves that you don't need to kill yourself to have a good match, but you can just do the odd thing. The, um, the the fact that they they're both known for their German suplexes, right? Like is is a cool aspect that they could bring into this match because you could do the um, the switching between German suplex and each other. But when Benoit hits that final German suplex and Angle basically standing moonsaults off the floor, so you know acts as if Benoit has thrown Angle so hard that he's backflipped and lands on his front. That's incredible. When that happens, it was just so unexpected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: And, and, and to, to be fair, Taz and Michael Cole, who are calling this match, do a fantastic job of calling this match. And it just, just smashes angle and angles three quarters of the way across the ring. Benoit gets up to the top rope, dives three quarters of the way across the ring, hits him. Everyone. Before, when this match started, people didn't think Benoit was main event. It was like, oh, do you remember the year later when Hardcore Holly challenged Brock Lesnar for the WWE yeah. title? And it was like, this is just weird filler. Like that—that that was the attitude of this. Like no one, no one believed that Chris Benoit was going to beat Kurt Angle for the WWE title. And it was like, oh, this is a filler match. And they do this, and by the time they get to halfway through this match, everyone is. Desperate for Chris Benoit to win.
1: Yeah, they wanted him to be Absolutely desperate.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and before the match, they couldn't. They 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 would never believe that Chris Benoit would. Plus, they were following an absolute stinker between um, Triple H and Scott Steiner, which is one of the worst matches of all time. Um, that happened just before this, so they were following an awful, awful match, and just put on this absolute clinic. Everyone wanted Chris Benoit to win halfway through this match. He puts on this amazing stuff. And people the when he hits that um three quarters across the ring he, headbutt and the count and when Angle just rolls his shoulder up, the crowd just like lose their shit. They're just so upset that Benoit didn't win. And then we get the submission trade-offs, the ankle locks, to switch into the cross faces, switching back to the ankle locks. Just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And Angle does win. He makes Benoit tap out. Makes Benoit tap out and he gets a standing ovation at the end and everyone.
1: Benoit, just, Benoit, and the Michael,
0: standing I th- But sorry, Benoit gets a standing ovation at the end. And I believe Michael Cole, um, says great commentary from Michael Cole. He says, um, whilst Benoit sort of taking his standing ovation, he says, Benoit did indeed prove tonight that he could be champion, which is just such a cool line. And that stuck with me when I watched this match. And it was like, yeah, he could be champion. You're right and that's when Benoit became truly became my guy and I was like I'm going to stick with you mate and you know even though he, he did lose a lot through 2003 after that and it and not until Royal Rumble 2004 did he start his sort of main event streak but it's just a whole year I of watched him lose just because of that match where he just proved that he could hang with with the champions do you yeah,
1: know what I mean uh, it was I, I feel like this was obviously they put him in that spot because they knew how good he was or, or maybe they just knew how good match he could have with cut angle and they thought, yeah, we'll just put that as a filler. Um, but mm. he proved himself a hundred percent and maybe this was what made them go, okay, maybe next year we pulled the trigger.
0: Yeah, possibly. Uh, but I mean, part of me thinks that it was just sort of, we'll just throw, I mean, they certainly didn't, it didn't feel like they had plans for him. I mean, that match happens and then, what, WrestleMania 19, he's in a um, triple threat tag match with Rhino against Team Angle and... Um,
1: Los Guerrero's. Uh,
0: Los Guerrero's, yeah, which, which was a good match. It was a very good match, but it's not... Um, it's hardly upper card stuff. No. You know what I mean? I mean, he didn't... He sort of struggled in the mid card for the rest of the year, really, until the Royal Rumble the following year. But this this match just... It, it was just incredible. It's... Honestly, I, I, I can't even put it into words, really, just... The way it was all put together and the way that Team Angle came out with Kurt Angle and you were like, oh, okay, there's going to be like ringside shenanigans and the referee immediately disposes of them. And it's like, oh, brilliant. This is going to be one on one. And so, and so Kurt Angle gets to prove that he is a phenomenal, despite being a sort of chicken shit heel, which he kind of was at the time. He still gets to prove that no, when it comes to it, the dude can wrestle and he's yeah, fucking badass. Bad, and, and Benoit put him over big time that way as well. I would say. Not only is this Chris Benoit's greatest match, I would
1: say it's Kurt Angle's as well. Yeah, I, I feel like if we ever did a Kurt Angle, this would be featured quite heavily as well. And 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 you're right. It's I, I just loved the WrestleMania 17 match because it, it evokes something in me. Same as I love this match as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, going back and watching it is amazing. And and the standing ovation at the end. I, I defy anyone not to get a little bit like,
0: oh yeah, Benoit, you go, man, you go. <laughs> Exactly, it's brilliant. And Benoit's still selling that leg throughout the whole thing, through the emotion it's just pure professional it's Love
1: fantastic. Love it. Solid choice Jesse I should have known it was your number one, I should have known I, I honestly thought should that would be number two and WrestleMania 20 would be your number one uh,
0: No, I see, I, I know WrestleMania 20 is a more important match in Benoit's career as far as like, you know, winning the title and main eventing and, you know, the biggest show and everything but I think that just the, the prowess and the, what What it emoted to me, and like as as I said, you know, like what I like about professional wrestling is all in this match. This is the perfect match, definitely.
1: So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have done a Chris Benoit top five matches. We were Jesse was quite well behaved actually for the most part.
0: Was it? What did you? What did you expect? Just
1: lots Lots of death death jokes, dead children jokes mainly.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I feel I feel bad though because like it is actually a dead child. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's. (laughs) He's, I mean, he's got another kid that's alive. Yeah,
1: he wrestles and he wants to come to WE, looks scary like Benoit, it's weird.
0: He does, um, there's pictures of it. You see pictures I, I follow him on Twitter actually. Um and he um yeah, he occasionally posts pictures. Whenever WE do Canada he goes backstage and hangs out with like Natalia and stuff because the hearts are still tight with um with him and stuff. So um yeah, he is creepy he does look yes, just yeah. like him and he he posts a lot of stuff about like you know justice for benoit put benoit in the hall of fame and i find that a bit weird because i sort of think mate if you were in the house at that time you'd be dead it's not that's true you know you can love your dad and everything and i understand it's a confusing and strange thing to go through like it must be traumatic but you have to understand your dad was unwell and in many ways, you're lucky to be alive because you weren't staying with your dad yeah, at that
1: time. Yeah, completely. Um, it's a controversial top five. We're very aware of that. And I feel like we've definitely just focused on Chris Benoit, the wrestler, and his character, and the matches he put on. And that's what all we were looking at today. As I said at the start of the podcast, sure. we don't condone or see any... It was a horrible thing that happened, and we're not disputing that in any Fact whatsoever. We just wanted to talk about the five best wrestling matches that he had during his life.
0: Nancy might have said something really like horrible. That's all I'm saying. And you ruined it.
1: There it was. There's number six. <laughs> no, I'm, not it.
0: I'm not ruining it. No. Um. But back to the serious stuff. Um. So I don't know how well received this book is in general. And. But I read a book called Ring of Hell and I can't remember the name of the author. He's got a weird name. It's like sort of he's got like a regal name. It's like um Augustus Nathaniel the Third or something really strange. But uh, the guy that wrote Ring of Hell, which is a book about Chris Benoit, Um I read it and I actually really enjoyed it. It's a very good book. It's um it's basically a biography of Chris Benoit of his whole life. And there are a few bits of um sort of hyperbole, around like certain stuff that it's like there's no evidence of so he does make it a bit novel points but generally speaking if you want to read a good book about chris benoit and know all about his career and and just everything that went right and everything that went wrong read ring of hell it's um it's a very very good book
1: yeah i want to borrow that off you actually and, and have a read through of it
0: it's definitely honestly yeah it is very for the most part he doesn't um, he doesn't say anything stupid. He, there's a few bits but mostly cool. he's alright.
1: I'll check it out. Um, but thank you for listening everyone. I hope you'll be back in two weeks when we try and reunite the mid card of indie professional British wrestling. Fingers crossed we can get Chuck Mambo and TK Cooper together. Who knows what's going to happen Jesse. Um But yeah if you didn't like that episode, don't, don't hold it against us. Go and listen to the other ones that you might like. <laughs> We did a Shawn Michaels one. Oh, he's come he's on. a Christian boy.
0: This is... He's alright. He's got short hair now. It's weird. Yeah, he's such a dad now. I know. He's like a mini Vince McMahon. I and like
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to all our episodes and uh, all that jazz. Uh, go subscribe as Jesse says on iTunes it means a lot. Leave a five star rating. Don't leave a four because 'cause we're we are like untouchable with five stars at the moment.
0: Yeah, if you're not leaving a five star, so, just don't bother. If just you don't had, waste your yeah, time. That was alright.
1: Just keep it to yourself. Just yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and
1: hey, and hey, ask Alexa. Yes, ask Alexa. You can uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing you have to say, but um yeah. Ask your strange robot woman to play Got Till Five and she'll do it.
0: She'll do it, yeah. Not Alexa Bliss, um, Amazon Alexa. Yeah, we she'll don't do want it. anyone. Although, although Alexa, if you ask, if you do get a chance to meet Alexa Bliss, if you ask her to um, play top till got till five, <laughs> we I'll did it again, it. why do I keep saying top? <laughs> 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 if you ask Alexa, uh, meet Alexa Bliss, ask her to play got till five, and um, she won't know what the hell you're talking about. But I hope she'll Google it, and then we can get her as a guest.
1: <laughs> That's the dream. What did we say our dream was? We wanted. Uh... <laughs> was it stone cold we wanted i can't remember now
0: oh no i don't i know i don't want stone cold because i do impressions of stone cold i talk about being deborah so like stone cold is someone that we do not want on the podcast (laughs) 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 we i love stone cold more than anyone in the world despite his domestic abuse charges
1: yeah and uh, that's seven so Remember, we're going to be...
0: No, that's 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 one on a different, on a different oh, well, graph. Oh, I'm
1: adding them all together. <laughs> I don't have time for all these different graphs. Remember, we're co- we're guesting on a podcast about something on Monday, doing top five oh, wrestling so, mon- movies, and we're back in... So what's happening? We're, so
0: we're on someone else's podcast on Monday.
1: Yeah, and we're going to be doing top five movies that feature professional wrestlers.
0: Okay, and what's the podcast called?
1: Uh, a podcast about something.
0: That's a terrible name no it's not yeah a podcast about something
1: they do like all sorts of like sports and i
0: don't care what they do like when you talk when you sort of if you tell someone what your podcast is called like that's right okay so my band played a gig in a place in Sirencester, and the venue was called somewhere else that's that stupid, stupid, right? That is, that is stupid. stupid. Where are you playing? Somewhere else? Where are you going? Somewhere <laughs> else? It's it's so stupid a, a podcast about nothing or something is the same thing. Like people, you say it and people go, "What?" Like they just don't resonate. And that's the name of it. They just get confused.
1: So maybe we won't be doing that on Monday.
0: No, we'll be doing it, but I'll begrudgingly do it, and I will tell them that, that their podcast name is awful. And but I know, but I know some good rest of the films. I'm excited for that.
1: Do you, do you know why we don't do interviews together, Jesse?
0: Ah, uh, why, Max? It's
1: because you're a contentious little shit. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs>
0: no, people like it. People like people like the di- dynamicness.
1: <sighs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. So we're back in two weeks. We don't know what our top five is going to be. We might have a really long interview to play, so we might have to do a really short top five. Who knows? Who I knows? Know. Who know- knows? Who knows how long
0: the interview will be, with me or indeed who it'll be with.
1: Yeah, who knows if it'll be 54 minutes exactly. We just don't know. Nah. So, until next time, thank you for tuning in. Go everywhere. Spread the word if you could. Uh,
0: go everywhere. Except somewhere else in Siren System.
1: <laughs> don't go there. Uh, <laughs> turn this into a little cult. Uh, get the Got Till 5 bandwagon we going. We'd love you forever. Any comments, questions, or queries, go to the website, which is called gottill5.com and there's a little place where you can send us some feedback. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all.
0: Good night. His name's Max Curtin, and my name's Jesse Benz, by the way. Bye! You have until the count of five.
1: I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number.
0: You got to the count of five.